everybody, and welcome to another episode of Lost with Friends. As always, I'm your host, Paul. Joining me, one of our favorite guests to have on the show. Please reintroduce yourself, sir. Hey, everybody. My name's Jake. All right. Jake, love having you on the show. We Love being here. Thank you. Um, we are going to be discussing the episode Do No Harm today. It's not a bad episode, not a great episode in my opinion. I like it. Uh, I, I don't know the first couple times I watched it. I probably watched it like 10 times. Who am I kidding? But, uh, you know, I, I didn't think it was anything special. But for some reason, uh, at watching it this time and taking notes on it, I realized that, yeah, you know what? I, I really like this episode. Okay. I don't know. There's certain ones, certain Jack episodes I'm not like, you know, that big a fan of. Like, they have to be, like, big ones. This one doesn't really seem like a big one, if you know what I mean. You don't count the death, uh, the first major death, uh, a big one, but okay. No. <laughs> no, no, no. That's not, like, I mean in terms of flashback stuff. Oh, no, okay. Uh, it really, when it came to Jack's flashbacks, no. Was it, I mean, we kind of learned he had a marriage, you know, and something like that, but a lot of his flashbacks end up not being a big deal. A marriage to one of my favorite people. Yes, that's like the saving grace of the episode, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, Julie Bowen's pretty cool. Of course. Um, all right, so I'm so interested to hear your notes if you're starting to take more notes, which I, I love that, like, I don't know. I don't know if you're trying to step up your game to match me or what, but I love it. It's great. Yeah, you know, when I when I first started doing these... I didn't know what I should take notes on, like where I should take notes, what I what I should put in these notes or anything. Um, and then, you know, we've done a few episodes by now, so I've been hearing what you take notes on, and then I'm like, okay, you know, maybe I should, you know, break it down scene by scene like you do. So that's kind of what I did is, is you know, every scene I tried to put a little comment in there or at least what happened in there. So uh, I, I think I'm starting to get more comfortable with that and uh, and really doing it. All right. Um, okay, so my very first note is we pick up exactly where we left off, Jack trying to figure out what's going on, full doctor mode. Yes, that's what I said. It begins with Jack action, and I love it. That's uh, it's one of my favorite parts about Jack is when he's in the moment. Like, he's intense, and and he's in control. You know, he, he's a doctor, and he, he just shows that he's exper uh, very qualified to be a doctor. You know, he knows what he's doing, and he I love it. This is, I mean, this is kind of his after five moment, right? Like, because, you know, like he if, if he even gets nervous at this point, you know, we mm -hmm. know that he counts to five, and then this is what we see after that. Yep, exactly. Um. The Hurley doesn't like blood thing happens again because he looks at him and he's like, Hurley, I swear to God. <laughs> yep, yep. You, you, we already know, you know, we, we've already seen Hurley around blood. We know it doesn't end well. So here we are presented with blood. There's Hurley. The viewer is going, oh boy, here it comes. And Jack knows it as well. Jack was there as well. And he's, yeah, Hurley, I swear to God. <laughs> Um, and then we find out that Boone's lung has collapsed. Scary stuff. My uh, my father went through that at one point. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah I, I can't imagine uh, 
any going through that. I hope I never have to. Yeah, my uh, well, my dad, uh, big smoker. He, I think it happened while he was at work, and like they had to. I think they had to do like this exact thing, like quick, you know, pierce his chest. Wow. And uh, I remember he he called. Well, he called my mom because I was uh, I was maybe like middle school age at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was in the hospital, and he called my mom, and you know, talking to her, telling her what's going on, and then he spoke to me on the phone and I'm like, you know, are you, are you okay? Cause I knew, like, I didn't really know like what a collapsed lung was. It sounds scary, you know, mm-hmm. but, um, I'm like, are you all right? Whatever. He goes, yeah, I'm fine. And he's like, this is one of the reasons why I've always told you, I don't want you to smoke. I'm like, this is a great PSA for that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> they need more collapsed lungs in those truth commercials, yeah. you know? That might scare a lot of a lot of kids and a lot of people. Um, I have Kate not listening again. I don't remember why I wrote that down, but it I mean it just seems to fit like just in general <laughs> with that character. Well, I it, it, she was didn't know what was going on. It was scary, so I think that's why she wasn't listening. I mean, that's just the way I saw it. Was that. It's not that she was purposely trying to not listen to Jack and do her own thing. It's just that she was like, oh, my gosh, like, look at Boone like this, you know, and, you know, you had to snap her back into action. Hey, wake up, Kate. Okay, yeah, that's, yeah, okay. Yeah, she was just kind of, she zoned out there. She was just so scared of, of what was happening and couldn't believe that it was happening. But Jack's in the mode, you know, and he needs things done now. Oh, because so. that's. That's when he tells her he, she has to go to the beach, right? Yes, and get the uh, bottles of booze from Sawyer. Yes, okay. Um, I have in flashback, it's Jack's childhood friend from White Rabbit, Mark Silverman. Yep, yep, good to see that they uh, kept the friendship strong. To the point, but of course, there's there's the little, the swerve there in that scene, because, you know, he's talking about like, oh, you could still back out, and then they swerve us where we find out Jack is actually going to be the groom. Yeah, yeah, that was a good swerve. I remember seeing that episode for the first time and being like, ah, oh, very clever of them to do something like that on us. Which, now, I can't. I believe at this point in the show, Jack had mentioned that he was married before, right? Oh, geez. Uh, probably... I think I can't remember who he said it to, but I think he did at one point say he was married or, you know, not married anymore or something. Um, Of course, now you and I talking about this, we've kind of within the Lost with Friends series, we've taken down like the spoiler barrier a bit. So, you know, we could talk about like we see his marriage, you know, several more times. Correct. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so that's, it's, yeah, I thought that was a nice little, like, oh, Jack, you know, married. And of course, knowing him at that point on the island, it's like, well, that's, if he brought it up, it was very briefly. And, you know, now we get to see a little bit about that. Um, I have Jack then with Boone. He does the one thing that doctors are never supposed to do. He promises that he's going to save Boone. Yep, and and it, but at the same time, as much as doctors wouldn't do it, we expect Jack to do it because we've already seen that he is a passionate man, 
you know, when he has a plan, he's going to do everything in his power to uh, go through with that plan and see it to the end. So you're right. It's not something doctors do, but it's something Jack does. Very true. Um, on the beach, Claire is talking with the guys about the raft, and clearly something's not right with her. They even ask her, like, are you okay? And uh, she's like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. And she's holding her belly and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I have Sawyer calls Jin Kato, which is absolutely one of my favorite nicknames that he gives in the entire series. Really? Yes. <laughs> Do you want to expand on that? Like, were you a huge Green Hornet fan? I, like, was, what? I was not really a big Green Hornet fan, but I just, okay. At one point, I'm a huge Kevin Smith fan. Okay, and sure, at one sure. point, Kevin Smith was he was asked if he wanted to write Green Hornet. And there's a whole thing on one of his Q and A DVDs where he talks about this, and he's he said how he couldn't really write a superhero movie. Like to him, a superhero movie would be two like Green Hornet and Kato standing in front of Black Beauty, looking off screen, pointing and going, "Oh, there's some crime over there." They walk off screen. You hear like a tussle, but we stay on Black Beauty, and then they walk back over, kind of brush their, themselves off from having been in a fight, and they're like, "So yeah, anyway, whatever we were talking about," and like that, he's he's like, because he's not, he didn't used to be big into like visual stuff in his movies, so he's like, "That's the kind of superhero movie that I would do," and then like he kind of summed it up with, and then they would stand there, and then all of a sudden Green Hornet would go, "Let's roll, Kato," and they would just get in the in black beauty and just drive off looking for whatever else to do. And like one of my friends and I, we used to just love, well, we both loved Kevin Smith. We went to his comic book store and things like that. So we used to just kind of quote Kevin Smith movie lines to each other. And because I, you know, watch a lot of the Q and a stuff, I would quote things from that. And he used to uh, give me rides home from work and we would just hang out and he would drive around a lot, whatever. And so he started using that line on me where he would just look if we like at the end of the day and he'd be like, let's roll Cato. And like, that was just like the line. So I don't know why, like that, maybe that's why, but I just love that he calls him Cato there. Huh? Okay. Back to the show. Uh, okay. Kate runs up and demands all of Sawyer's alcohol. And he's, you know, as she's explaining what happened, Sawyer says about how Locke and Boone never seem to get any bore, which I commented on at some point. I don't remember when, but I said that this goes along with the earlier question of what are they really doing and are they hoarding it for themselves? Because someone commented on that. Like, he, I think he says, one of the two of them says that in that scene. And, and, I believe myself and somebody else talked about that on this show as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he says he doesn't have much alcohol. And of course I wrote, uh, I wonder if that's from too much. I never happening. <laughs> Possibly. Um, I don't know why I wrote down Hurley. Oh, because uh, bef- between where Jack is working on Boone, uh, Hurley is putting up like a tarp divider, which I thought mm-hmm. was like a nice little touch. I would assume it was mostly for him so he didn't have to see blood. <laughs> but uh, I have Boone saying he's sorry while Jack realizes that Boone needs to get blood. Um, and Son almost has to yell at Jack, you need to get air. Mm-hmm. You know? Um and then, because uh, he says about setting the the wound or whatever. Now, 
I don't know. I don't know. I wrote, how does she know how to do that? Yes, I have that written down too. I say, son is wise in medicine, both Eastern and Western types. How? Like, and I meant to look through Lostpedia's article on Sun to see if there was any mention of her at some point learning this stuff or whatever, but I'm pretty sure there was no explanation as to how she knows about setting legs and, and what needs to be done and, and stuff like that. I don't think there's any explanation about that. Yeah, I have no But I, idea. I caught that as well. Okay, good to know we're on the same page. <laughs> um, I have Charlie getting in Jack's face, asking questions about how it happened and where Locke is. And, you know, I, I believe that that's the point where he says about, you know, where's his sister? And he's like, I don't know where she is. Yeah, I don't like Charlie badgered way too much on that. Like if he would have realized that, oh, Jack's been right here the entire time. How is Jack supposed to have any of these answers? See, like, okay, here's Charlie. here's where your Charlie hate comes in, and I'll defend yes, him a sir. little bit because <laughs> I'll say I think, especially with Jack having established himself as the leader, and like he's the one that everybody sh- like. I mean, it's been established he's the one that everybody should go to pretty much if they have any questions. Mm-hmm. So you would think, I would think as a as a fellow survivor, yeah, okay, he's been there the entire time, but. Maybe he needs to be thinking about these things, too. He needs to not just have the doctor hat on. He needs to have the leader hat on of we need to find out where Locke went. Maybe I think I always thought he was asking those questions to kind of remind him. Let's get his, you know, where is his sister? We need to get his sister, you know, whatever, to kind of remind Jack, like, yes, this is happening, but there's other factors to this as well. Well, that's not entirely wrong. I don't... you got to prioritize too. And it's like, let the doctor, you know, do the doctor thing. And if Charlie's so concerned about Shannon and stuff like that, he's free to go find her. That's true. You're, I mean, you're not wrong. Um, I have, uh, that was all I have on that. I have, and in the flashback, we see Julie Bowen and I wrote down, can I gush for a moment? Because <laughs> absolutely one of a brilliant actress I love her on Modern Family. She's great in um, Happy Gilmore. Hilarious movie. Sorry, Esteban. I know you don't like Adam Sandler. Um, Happy Gilmore was a classic. <laughs> um, I have, she tells the story of how she and Jack met, which we see later on. Not in this yeah. episode, but in a future episode. Yeah, I was, uh, when I first like was watching this episode of the first couple flashbacks, I wrote down the note. I'm like, okay, where does this fall in Jack's life? And I realized we're starting to work backwards in Jack's life. And uh, I like that. But I'll have more on that, I guess, shortly. Um, I love how Sun has like the, the little wooden stick back in the, in the cave. Sun has the little wooden stick. And she goes, here, for the pain. And Jack's like, I think we're beyond herbal remedies. And then she's like, no, here. And then, like, she sticks it in his mouth because she knows he's going to need something to bite on. Yeah, like, again, she's very wise in terms of, of medicine and, and, and tips and tricks and stuff like that. It's weird. Yeah. It's good. I guess it's cool, but it's weird. Well, it's only weird because they didn't – I don't remember them really it's, explaining it. 
You're right, yes. Now, in hindsight, it's weird. At the time, you can roll with it. Maybe they'll explain it, but they never do. Sorry to anybody listening, but heads up, they don't explain it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I know you're going to get on my case, but I think it deserves a note here, okay? The sure. music. It builds up, and it builds up, and it builds up, and then Jack says, here we go. Like, it builds up and builds up, and then it stops, and then he's like, here we go. And then he, like, pops the the leg back in like why like that like i never on pretty much no other tv show would that happen like it would be like the music would would build and build and build as the thing was going it wouldn't just stop and then the action happens but that's why lost is one of a kind because something i i love that i agree like that was awesome and i'm, I'm glad they did it that way and that's why lost is is fantastic all right. Well, as long as you're not giving me giving me grief for bringing up the music. <laughs> no, only because I have a nice uh, right uh, note about it later on, so uh, I can't be hypocritical like that. All in right. <laughs> um, I have then the pop, the scream, and Hurley's reaction. <laughs> yeah, that could not have been easy on him. <laughs> well, it's when I was watching the episode, I was sitting in I was sitting in the same room as my mother and. Uh, a few years ago, you've actually, you've seen my back steps, uh, about three steps from the bottom. It was raining and they're wooden. So it's, you know, gets a little slippery. She fell three steps from the bottom and broke her leg in two spots. So watching that scene just the other day with her sitting in the room, she pretty much had the exact same reaction as Hurley. Oh boy. And I had to, and I'm going, no, watch this. Cause I thought she would laugh at Hurley's reaction. And like, she's covered, she closes her eyes and, and covers her ears. And, uh, I, I, I want, I always want to say I rewound it, but it's a DVD. You don't rewind a DVD. That's how old I am folks. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I went back a little in, in the DVD and I'm like, no, here, really watch this. And like the music and the pop and everything happened again. And I'm like, no, pull. I'm like, open your eyes, pull your arms down. Cause I wanted her to see that. But like, she did all the same things again. Cause all the same cues happened again. The, the music, the pop, the scream, you know? Right. Um, okay. Here is the part. I'm not sure if you have this, if it's ever been talked about, but I have Kate running through the jungle. She has the backpack on with the bottles of liquor and she trips Okay, now I have viewed this scene multiple times over the last few years. I am 99% sure she drops the F-bomb. Shoot, she does, doesn't... uh, Does somebody drop the F-bomb in this one? I'm pretty sure she does. You have to turn the volume up really loud. It is in the official Lostpedia trivia. As Kate is getting back up after falling and breaking the alcohol on her backpack... She can be heard mumbling the word F under her breath. Okay. You're right. Yeah. And I uh, I meant to actually go back and take a look at that because uh, I'd love to hear it, but I didn't catch it. Like I said, I when I uh, uh, my cousin Missy, who's been on this show, when she was watching it for the first time, I went back and I'm like, listen to this. And we, we, uh, we were each sitting there in her dining room with headphones in. And because we wanted to not have the outside noise. And uh, I went back and I turned the volume up real loud. And she's like, that did not just happen. I'm like, yeah, it did. <laughs> Network <laughs> television that happened on. 
And and not only that, but they kept it for like the DVDs and future releases and stuff. Like, yeah, I don't know if the creators ever caught that until it was just like out out like on DVD and stuff. Yeah, but there we go. It happened, people. It did yeah. Um, and you know, I have the bottles are broken, and which that's when you would think she would say it, but. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then she hears noise and then she goes to look and it's Claire having discomfort because she's, you know, she's in labor, but she's Mm -hmm. too stubborn to actually do anything about it. One thing I also noticed about this scene, she is leaning on a black rock. Oh, really? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. Um, Kate starts screaming, you know, for help and who should hear the screams but Jin. The and one then, guy who can't speak English. Of course. <laughs> um, and then as he's but running you... through the jungle, one of yep. my favorite shots happens. And I know I talked about it with someone on this series, but it's one of my favorite shots in the jungle where the camera does like the 360 thing and the person turns kind of the opposite way almost every time. Yes, and the camera just 360s around them. Yes. Yes. I have written down, I just put, Jin runs through jungle, my favorite shots. I think I've mentioned this on one of my episodes. Um, I love running through forest shots just because the, the cameramen and everything did a, do a fantastic job of following them, and there's plenty of trees that always kind of block the character as they're going through. It looks so realistic, and it's just so action-y. And then, yes, that that particular shot you mentioned where they're looking in the opposite way, but the camera's going this way, and it just you feel as intense as the character because Jin's hearing screaming. He doesn't know why. He doesn't know who or anything like that, so he's confused. He's probably a little nervous, a little scared at the same time, um, and we feel that too, just in camera movements at that point. Absolutely. And as we found out a few episodes ago, he, even if it's a simple word such as help, he doesn't necessarily hear it the right way because he doesn't speak English. Right. So he's not only is he hearing screams, but he's hearing screams of like sounds that he doesn't even really recognize. <laughs> Yeah, you got to give props to Jin, I guess, because he has not the slightest idea of what he's about to run into. He just knows it's, you know, it sounds like something in pain or it sounds like something wrong, and he just runs towards it. So what a hero Jin is. Well, based on your point of he doesn't even know what he's about to get into, that's my next note is he finds them and he is very surprised. Yeah, because I... Oh, (laughs) Yeah, you know, again, he had no idea what he was about to find, but pregnant woman was probably really low on that list. He's like, <laughs> ah, maybe somebody got shot, maybe somebody's dead, I don't know. But then pregnancy, that like, Jin has no experience with that, so... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then Kate tasks him with getting the doctor, because that's the only way, that's really one of the only words that he's kind of picked up at this point is doctor. <laughs> and, and I think he says Jack, you know, Jack's name, you know, Jack. You know, so Jack Doctor, yeah. <laughs> Jack, yeah. He's got he's got that part, you know. Um Son back in the caves, Son is asking Boone what his blood type is, and Jack is talking about needing a needle. Now, they talk about it a little later, and I, I think I have it as one of my notes then. I don't know my blood type. Nope, so I do not know my bloody blood type. Yeah. 
So, I mean, I totally get Boone and pretty much all the other characters. Even the, the Charlie says it, and he kind of speaks for, you know, minor background people as well. Like, they, I, I have no idea. Yeah. Um, Boone mentions the, the type that he has, and then Shannon, and then the plane. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, Jack is like, what? Like, <laughs> um... And then we see Shannon and Saeed going on an adventure of their own. Right. He leads that he leads her to a beautiful tent for the two of them. Which, you know, kind of romantical. Very romantical. Uh, and then this the thing about uh, Charlie saying, you know, that no one knows their blood type. And Sun comes back. I don't know. You're probably on the Lostpedia page, as I've talked about in many episodes that you're not even on of this show. You're constantly on the Lostpedia page when when discussing Lost things. Does it say what that pointy thing is that she has? Do, 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 do. Um, uh, a sea urchin with hollow spines. So it's a it's a hollow spine of a sea urchin. Okay, that's the thing that uh, Hurley said he stepped on, right? Uh, yeah, right, or, yeah. When, or he, when, he, when he needed Jin to, to pee on his foot? Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, then, you know, she, she explains why, because it's, you know, thin and, and hollow and whatever. Um, Jack reveals that he'll have to be the one to donate blood and then he reaffirms Boone will not die which I mean at this point like in the show and we know that this episode is where the first major character dies and we know part of it was because they wanted to keep us on our toes of like whoa anybody could die at any moment realistically the smart people the smart fans should have probably figured something bad was going to happen. If, if if he has to say like three or four times throughout the episode, nothing bad is going to happen. On a show yeah. as intelligent as this, you know that if somebody says that, something bad is going to happen. Yeah, and I'm actually I'll discuss that in a, a, a little later myself. I have a, a point similar to yours, but probably best talked about later on. But okay. yeah, you're right. the The viewer should realize, okay, you know, if they're focusing so much on the point of you're not going to die. It, it's a. It means that they want the viewer to remember that for some reason. Yeah. And the reason is probably because he's going to die. <laughs> yes. Um, I have in flashback, Jack is playing the piano in the hotel lobby. And no other time until when I just rewatched it, maybe it's because I knew that I would be talking about it with you, it made me think of us wanting Kelsey to play the piano when we were when we were all uh, at the 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 chicken uh, place that happened to be I think it was like partly located in like the bottom of a hotel or something when we were in Hawaii. I think we walked to the hotel. I think it was in a different spot, but um, I forgot about that. I remember it now, but I forgot about it. You're right. There was a piano. Kelsey mentioned she could play. We wanted her to play, but of course she didn't. Oh wow, wow, good memory. Yes. Well, I learned something new about my Hawaii trip every time I talk to you. Well, it's funny because, well, um, I believe it was one of the last times you were on. You mentioned, like, you brought back the memory of uh, the people 
thinking we were on the show. <laughs> yeah, that happened uh, like at the exact same time as this piano incident. Yeah. Yes. Um, but it's funny because uh, just something the other day popped up on my Facebook where her and I, like a few a year or two ago, her and I had been talking about it, like probably in private message or something, and she posted a video, like a quick video on my Facebook page of her playing a brief bit of the piano. So I wonder if I ever have her back on the show, if I could get her to play a little piano for us. Oh, that'd be cool. Yes. Um, Sarah comes to tell Jack, uh, she comes to talk to him and, and you know, uh, she, uh, he says, you know, you're like, you're in your pajamas and whatever. And, and she says that there's girls checking him out, but he, to his credit, he is too caught up on her. Because, mm-hmm. like, he could easily, and I mean, I know you don't want to do that, like, in front of the woman you're about to marry in, like, a day. But he could have easily, at some point, like, checked these girls out. Or, like, you know, he made a, you know, like, a, a smart comment or whatever. But, like, he was clearly too focused on her. Like, almost never took his eyes off of her. And that's, I mean, who could blame him? It's Julie Bowen. But still. <laughs> um... <laughs> well, there was there was also something else slightly distracting him as well i mean well two other things actually um as sarah will will mention about vowel writing yes. he hadn't written vowels yet so i'm sure that was on his mind and then we see jack look at, at the door so he's waiting for somebody so jack's got a lot on his mind besides the uh, cute women checking him out right um they play heart and soul on the piano and that's when, as you said, they talk about him writing his own vows and he's looking towards the door. Um, and I wrote this whole time, I would think we should be questioning him being married. Cause like I said, I, I don't remember. I think maybe he mentioned it once, but like, if not this entire time, like he's, if he's never mentioned it, like all of a sudden it would be like, he's, he's getting married. Like, okay, maybe we maybe the wedding doesn't happen because he doesn't wear a ring. He's never talked about it. Or maybe he mentioned it, like, once or wh- whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. That's, like, I remember the very first time I was watching it, like, what is going on here? Exactly. That's something that's – you think a marriage would be a pretty big deal to talk about on the island. Especially yeah. with how much he's flirting with Kate all the time. <laughs> yeah, so – you're like you're yeah. The the viewer goes, oh, he's he's getting married. Yeah, something must happen. You're right. Is is the wedding called off? Does it end in flames? Like you're right. You're questioning wh- how the heck a marriage is happening right now. Unless, because uh, I said about him flirting with Kate. Unless it is like we find out in I believe it's the season one finale, uh, where we do find out that. Uh, one of the character, one of the, it's like a minor, like a background extra or whatever. Maybe it's a character we don't even see, is married off the island, but has been having a relationship with another background person on the island. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we're supposed to think Jack's too good for that kind of thing, right? Um, <laughs> um Jin runs in to the caves, yelling his name that's what brings us back to the scene him yelling jack doctor doctor yep. um and then he sees son helping um now i i wrote uh now let's i said now before we get into this awkwardness of jin not wanting to talk to son let's take a moment to talk about what jack is doing now i did 
I don't. I, I think I found. I think I was talking with someone, and I found out maybe the explanation, but I'm not 100 percent sure. I, I said I, I wrote I could be completely dense on these matters, despite the fact that I watch a lot of Grey's Anatomy and things like that. I'm still not 100 percent sure. Okay, Jack puts the the needle into himself. It's just like a tube. There's no like filter or anything, and then he puts the needle into Boone. How does he know that Boone's blood isn't going to get into his body? Wow. Um, I am not medically trained to answer that question. Um, if anybody listening wants to comment and inform us, that would be fantastic. But I, uh, yeah, I don't know how, how it works one way, but not the other. Again, I've, I've given blood a couple times, but I've never done like a transfusion. So I, uh, I got nothing. I have no theory or anything, to be honest. I, I didn't even think about it until you just mentioned it. Well, here's well. I mean, for the longest time, that's all I could think of. Every time I'm watching this, it's like, what? Like, how does he know? Now, my mother said, because I questioned her about it, because she's intelligent. I I asked her, like, what you know, what do you think about this? I said before I kind of write this down and possibly make a fool out of myself. So this is where I made a fool out of myself a moment ago, but I'm possibly going to redeem myself by saying this, if it's true. Fingers crossed. Uh, because Jack is a doctor, so he would know these things. It's he tapped into an artery of himself versus a vein of Boone. One pumps in, the other one pumps out. Oh, maybe that's okay. But it just either way, it always seemed odd to me that like if there's no like filter because it's literally just a tube that he has. You know what I mean? Like if they were in a hospital and they were doing that, like chances are there would be like, you know what I mean? It goes from one machine into another machine or whatever, you know, like there would be yeah. something more than just a single tube, you know? Yeah, I agree. I've never had a transfusion uh, myself. So, um, yeah, good catch. Um, Jin is talking and he finally says Claire and that's what, uh, sparks Charlie going, what, what about Claire? Um, Sun translates, but Jin looks kind of disgusted. Uh, even if he had, like, he talks with her briefly, but he looks so upset on the fact that he has to talk with her. Yeah, I, it is visible on his face. He's still really not, uh, uh happy about uh, what happened previously between them and, and learning she can speak English. And... Well, okay, while we have a brief, uh, aside... Um, Mr. Lostpedia man, what do you think about the fact that when people were doing the math and figuring out what happens on what days, this is around the time they are completely on the outs. As you just said, you could visually see it on his face. This is yeah. around the time in the, the timeline and the math of the show where spoiler, spoiler folks, they would have, uh, conceived. No. Yes. I. Are you sure? Look it up. You're on Lostpedia right now. I am, but I don't know where to look, I guess, because I was under the impression, uh, timeline-wise, that they were conceiving around the time Jin gets back from the raft incident, so after all his time with the tail section and stuff, I was under the impression that's when conception was happening. Let me... Okay, because this is... Do No Harm takes place days 41, 42. Uh, let's see. It'll probably be in October. Uh, oh, actually November. 
I don't even know where I'd look on Lostpedia, though. I mean, to... Because uh, I remember seeing it somewhere, but I don't... Let's see if I can find the their daughter's birth date and then work backwards from there. <laughs> oh, her date of birth is 2005. Yeah, sure, but... Um... Okay, here. Now, on DOC, yeah. the Date of Conception episode from Season 3, the trivia section on Lostpedia says, uh -huh. Juliet claims son's baby was conceived 53 days ago. This would place Conception just before Jin stopped speaking to son because she had lied to him about learning English in in translation. Oh, so it's before their fight. Or before he stops. Okay. I guess. So yeah, so I'm so, a... Cause, okay, wait, DOC takes place days 85 and 86. And what Do No Harm takes place 41, 42. So that's 20 days prior, which is a little over two months. Well, no, almost four months. Yeah, well, four months is 16 weeks. Or, sorry, I'm thinking days, not weeks. Uh, 7, 14, 21. Yeah, about two weeks then. So two weeks prior to DOC is do no harm. That's so weird to think about. Yeah, because it's seasons later. <laughs> <laughs> and we've only moved 20 days. <laughs> that just blew my mind when I said those words. I was like, what? Okay, so wait, you're, you're looking, you're, okay, I have timeline October 2004. <clears throat> Yeah. Is a is a are you on that page? Yeah, so it's well November first, two thousand four is day forty one. That's when do no harm is. So but October thirty first, like you know well when did in translation happen? Uh, I have it as on that page I have it as day thirty two, Saturday the twenty third of October two thousand four. Uh Jim... So it was eight days but or yeah, about eight, nine days after he finds out about the English thing that do no harm happens. And, uh, oh yeah, no, it's, it's actually on here. I see day 32, Juliet Burke estimates son and Jin conceive, uh, G E on, on this day. So it is, yeah, on like pretty much the ex exact days that, uh, yeah, cause earlier it's like right up above that. It says he yells at her for wearing a bikini on the beach. Yeah. Um, she apologizes to Michael saying she was protecting him, blah, blah, blah. Kate, or uh, son tells Kate about Jin. And then that would have been. Okay, yeah, but then day 33. Uh, Jin is attacked by Sawyer for allegedly burning the raft. Yeah. And by day Jin leaves son and moves to the beach camp on day 33. Yeah, after Jin is brought before the survivors on the beach. Day thirty-three, he's uh, and beaten by Michael Dawson. Son, uh, son defends him in English, because then yep. day thirty-four <clears throat> is when he starts building the new raft. So yeah, it was like right in the timeline. It was like right when they were on the outs, or they were starting to be on the outs. Yeah, yeah. So wow. maybe the day started off really well and then ended very badly. 
I, apparently, I mean, <laughs> yeah, they and then and then Jin's like hours later, Jin is yelling at Sun for wearing a bikini on the beach, like, <laughs> yeah, huh? All right, there you go. Yeah, I I never I I don't know why I thought it was in season two that they conceived, but. I read well, that I mean, seeing as it was what, like season this season one episode and that season three episode take place about two weeks later, is that right? Yeah. <laughs> Which I did I didn't realize that, you know, these watching it lately, you know, I mean just so I read that, but wow, jeez, wow. Okay. Um Char it's decided that Charlie is going back with Jin. Uh Jack tells Charlie that Kate will be delivering the baby. And, you know, of course, everybody's like, what? <laughs> yeah. Um, Claire, in, in that section of the jungle, Claire thinks the contractions have stopped until her water breaks. Now, I haven't been around that many pregnant women, but I, I from what I understand, that does tend to happen quite a lot. Where, like, they're having contractions, and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, good, it's done. And then, like, it really gets going. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've heard the same as well. Yep. Um... You know, she's freaking out. Um, back in the caves, Jack is upset that nothing is working on Boone until Boone talks to him. Because he finally, you know, kind of regains consciousness. And uh, he says that the plane fell. And then the story kind of starts to become clear. A little clearer than it was. Uh, he tells a little about what's been happening with Locke. Uh, he, men- I believe- he mentions... Like, in passing, he mentions the hatch, you know, but mm-hmm. pretty much it's more about the, the plane and the fact that it fell and whatever. Um, cut to Shannon and Saeed. Because I'm very old-timey with stuff, I didn't write there. I wrote, they are necking when Shannon wants to talk about Boone's obsession with her. That is very, I mean, you could have, that's a interesting term, but yeah, I mean, they are, but... <laughs> I'm glad you didn't go British and you're like, they were snogging, but, you know. Uh, no, wow. my inner voice would say that, but not my outer voice. <laughs> okay, the outer voice is an old man, inner voice is a British man. You just sound like a very confused individual, Paul. But <laughs> You've known me quite a while, you should know that that's the case. That's true, nope, very true. Um, Saeed justifiably thinks it's strange, but he hears her say that she wants to be with him. And that makes them all good because he says he's like, you know, what does it matter that your brother's like he at first he's like your brother's obsessed with you, like in love with you, you know, mm-hmm. and then he she he's like, well, do you not want to keep going? And then she's like, no, I want to be with you. And he's like, well, pretty much he's like, well, then that's all that matters. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, and then he says the line that makes me laugh every time hopes, not expectations. Yes, that's uh, uh, I may have used that line actually very recently, <laughs> but um, in a similar situation. But yeah, I love it. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, OK, I have uh, Charlie has to tell Kate that she is to deliver the baby and she's like, I can't do this. And then while they're having that little conversation, Jin is over with Claire just kind of smiling at her and just like speaking Korean. And she has no idea what's going on, but I just, I love that he's just trying to keep her calm. 
you know? And it kind of gets her to confess that she, where she, you know, once again says, like, I, you know, I, I don't know if I'm ready to be a mother, you know? And that's where Kate comes up and says that she's scared as well, which, like, how selfish of Kate to kind of bring the thing back onto her. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, back in the caves, Jack giving way too much blood. Yeah. To the yeah. point, in a moment, I have the note where Hurley says that he looks goth. <laughs> yeah. Um, Which actually, so this episode came out in what, 2004? That's kind of when the goth scene was actually becoming big, at least at my school. And like kids were dressing up goth and makeup and stuff like that. So I could really relate to it back then. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Jack, trendsetter. Trendsetter. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Of course, you know, right moment before that, son realizes that he's giving too much and, and she stops the transfusion. Um, in the flashback, Jack is drinking by the pool when his dad shows up, as you, uh, you alluded to earlier, he was waiting for someone, of course, and it turns out to be his Achilles heel, pretty much his father. Yeah. And so this is what I was looking at. Okay. Where does this fall in Jack's life? And we're working backwards now. Our our first Jack flashback was Christian's dead. Our second Jack uh, flashback was hell hell breaks loose with christian and now we got this third flashback where they're sitting down having an an awkward conversation quite awkward uh awkward conversation but they're not like trying to kill each other so we're starting to work backwards and and fill in jack's life that way and i I like it i actually never thought about that that it is like it i mean when you say it like it makes so much sense how did i never think about it but no you're right like we have been all throughout season one it's just been like backwards backwards except for probably white rabbit it's all been well even that was like partly well, right. like his death like you said his death yeah it was the end of christian shepherd you know well, we no, did i have... was thinking more the beginning where it's he's a he's a kid you know oh, his like childhood not... flashbacks yeah, yeah yeah but no you're right like i never thought about it like that that it is like moving backwards like that yeah and i, I wrote down the quote there because you know jack shows a little fear and, and he questions everything and and Christian says, you know, commitment is what makes you tick, Jack. The problem is you're just not good at letting go. And so I think that that ties back to the point earlier you made where the viewer keeps getting hit with the, we're not going to let you die. We're not going to let you die. We're not going to let you die. And now it's Jack doesn't, doesn't want to let go. Jack doesn't want to let go. He's a committed guy. And it's it's another, I think, point to add to your, you know, uh, uh, opinion there or what you your observation that you had made uh, in that. The viewer is now getting hit with a, a fact about Jack. He doesn't like to let go. Why is it going to tell us this? Well, probably because something bad's going to happen where he needs to let go. While you were saying all that, you're making fantastic points. While you were saying all that, I just kept having Titanic flashbacks. Jack oh, won't geez. let go. <laughs> Jack won't let go. <laughs> oh, I'll never let go, Jack. Um, <laughs> um, I do have to go back for a moment, though, because... Uh, two, two brief things right before when he says about, uh, you know, it's what, it's what makes him tick and that he isn't good at letting go. I, you know, they talk about the, the vows, things like that. Uh, Christian reads Sarah's vows, which are very beautiful, of course. Um, (laughs) I don't know. And I mean, maybe it was just like how drunk he was, but when, 
Christian says something along the lines of like, you know, she's a hell of a woman or she's a great woman or whatever. Jack just like rather drunkenly like that guy at the bar, which of course we know his father ends up being, he's just like, hell yeah, she is like, (laughs) it makes me laugh every time. Hell yeah, she is. (laughs) <laughs> I laugh too. Um, and then he questions if he's good enough or if he's got what it takes. And he questions this probably to the worst person because he questions it to the person who told him at a very young age, like I just mentioned, that you know, that earliest flashback, where that person, Christian, his father, tells him that he doesn't have what it takes. Yeah, you're right, and let's add on to that. So Jack knows that Christian's a scumbag and is cheating <laughs> on his mom. Like, it's revealed later on, so sorry to anyone listening to it for the first time, but oh, it's revealed man. later on, Christian cheats on, on has cheated on uh, Jack's mom, his wife, and Jack, like, pretty much knew it. Like, it wasn't, uh, you know, it was just, you know, Christian was a bad guy like that, yet here he is trying to talk marriage with him. Like, what? Very true. Very true. I just, I, I'm sorry. That was great. <laughs> he knows his father's a scumbag. <laughs> yeah. Like he, Jack knew it, but yet here he was trying to ask him for advice. I'm like, why you're not listening. You don't want to listen to that. To be fair though. I mean, I've never gone through that moment, but I would think that is the time when, you know, like a guy, you know, a boy needs his father, you know? I can, yeah. I can I can kind of forgive that moment, but no, you're absolutely right. Like clearly, Jack. I mean, we see it from a, an outsider perspective, but there are so many times in his life, and I believe you were the first person to point it out. Like the first instance of letting go and letting him off the hook in the series, like yeah, uh, where like he clearly never gets that point where everybody tells him like you don't have to save everyone and whatever like throughout his entire life he's never gotten that so i mean maybe it kind of makes sense that he wouldn't pay attention to the fact that like you know what maybe i shouldn't ask my father for advice because he's not really the greatest mm-hmm. um back in the caves jack is getting ready to chop off boone's leg um, and they cut back and forth quite a bit. And I think they did that. I, I have it in my notes later. Uh, kind of the whole like circle of life type thing. I think that's why they were going back and forth so quickly. Right. Um, but Claire, uh, she's trying to hold her breath to stop the baby from coming. And then I have Kate talks her through this. And this one goes out to all my Kate haters. I wrote, how can anyone hate her? Now, of course, in this very episode, we have commented some not negative things, but not so positive things about Kate. But <laughs> that is a, a an awesome moment, I think, where she says, like, this baby, and of course, it takes on a d- different meaning later. But she says, you know, like, this baby belongs to all of us. We are all here for you. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like, that is just a beautiful moment, I think. So like that she does a good job taking charge and, and those are very comforting words to somebody in, in a crazy situation. So I'll give Kate like half a point for that. Only oh only half a point. <laughs> Sorry again, I'm not the biggest Kate fan. <laughs> um back at the caves, uh Jack decided, you know, that for sure Boone's leg needs to go. 
And then he says, because I believe Son is like, you know, you can't do this. And then he says John Locke's line. He says, don't don't tell me what I can't do. That was, oh. Every time I, 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 I not jump out of my seat, but I go like, oh my goodness, like he said that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then he won't let Michael or Son watch, which is, I mean, respectable, you know, but mm-hmm. it's just, I don't know. There's like, it just has like this weird kind of vibe to it where he's just like, get out of here, you know? Um, at their wedding, Jack and Sarah exchange their vows. He fumbles, but he recovers at the end, which I thought yeah, I was thought a... his vows were a little on the eh side, you know. Yes. Uh, and then, of course, we get hit with the line. This is like the seven, you know, I think second time this one, but it's been brought up before. Jack even says, "I'm not good at letting go. I'm afraid to fail." And this is where I wrote down like. How many times do we have to hear this? Like, you know, and it just ties into though what you had mentioned earlier, observation for earlier, that if we're hearing it so many times, it's because we need to remember it. And we need to remember, since he's bad at letting go, uh, probably what's going to happen on the island, you know, because a lot of the times the lessons from the flashback mirror the lessons on the island. So. We're going to have to watch Jack let go. And what is he doing right now? Trying to save a life. So we're yes. going to have to watch him let go of a life. Um, I do have to say, though, before that, and these last few episodes especially, um, the the, ver- the very next episode, it, it happens at the beginning. He, Matthew Fox breathes way too much, way too obviously. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Go back and watch like this this kind of run of episodes. And there was a they made a joke about it on Family Guy once. Uh you people out there you could find it on YouTube. It's pretty funny. It gets into a little bit of potty humor towards the end. But like he's there and you know they they say something about uh you know vacation on the island from Lost or whatever and it cuts to you know cartoon versions of Jack and Kate and he's saying like, he's talking, and he's just like, Kate, we need... Like, he's just breathing so heavily. You know, I'm sorry for anybody listening with earbuds if that just um, ruined your, your sound levels. But uh, he, he just... it's He breathes way too heavily, way too often. And just listening to him give that speech, you know, it just made me think of that family guy joke where he, where he does that. I don't know. Huh, interesting. I never caught that. Um, back in the caves, he's ready until, like, the very, like, he's ready to pull that, because it's the cargo hold, I think they said, right? That right. He, yes. That he has. Um, and, you know, he's ready until the very last moment where Boone's like, wait, like, <laughs> like, he could not have picked a better time to just like that very last second to be like, stop. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, Boone knows that he, he are, you know, he says he's, you know, he knows that he's already gone. And then he quotes Rose by saying, mm-hmm. uh, which as I said, moments ago, you mentioned it, the, you know, in the, the, the first time in the series, um, about letting Jack off the hook, despite his promise, I don't know if the character knew that 
that he was saying almost line for line what she said, but I think Jack realized it. I don't think he took it to heart because we know he doesn't, but I think he realized that it was almost word for word the exact same line that she mentioned to him. Probably, yeah. Yeah, probably. Um, and then he asks Jack, like, you know, just please let me go. And Jack hates that. Yeah, this is not something Jack knows what to do with. Like, he is, we've seen it quite a few times in, in Flashback and on Island that he takes whatever he wants, you know, if, if he's got a plan, he's seeing it through. You know, it was, he wanted to fix Sarah. So he fixes Sarah, you know, we see that later on, but, you know, is this, he, he questions, is the marriage part of the saving thing, is in part of his plan that he get, he's going to see all the way through, um, and the plenty of other times that he's helped out the other survivors, and, and he, he has a tough time letting go, and, and this is not something he's familiar with, and, and he doesn't want to do it, he, sh- he sure as heck doesn't want to let go, you know, but especially because he made that promise. Absolutely. Um, and of course, at the same moment, Claire is having the baby, as I mentioned earlier, circle of life. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a boy, which is what she's, uh, she thought that several episodes ago right, when, the, right. when the baby wasn't kicking. And she said he, and she's like, I wonder, you know, I, I guess you're a he. And I wonder if how I, I always wish I could have known how that worked in the writer's room. Did they say that, then decide? Did they decide and throw that in there? You know? Seems a little too obvious. Right. You know? Um, and I, <laughs> she's happy, Kate's happy, and Jin and Charlie celebrate with, like, a little hug and jump thing, too. Makes me Well, chuckle. my favorite thing is is Jin still being very formal, and, and maybe because he, he doesn't feel like he's close with these people, he goes for the handshake. and then it's like no man this is such a happy occasion we're hugging it out (laughs) um i wrote uh you know boone is going but he wants one final message for shannon but we never find out what it was right and that's i mean not that that's really like a big thing but that's one of like the not talked about uh unanswered questions Maybe because a lot of people didn't like Boone, so they didn't really care. I think but... maybe because you could almost fill in the blank. You know, we've Shannon talked about earlier, he's in love with me still. I assume that the message was probably something around the, like, I love you, or, you know, like, I, I'm going to miss you, or something like that. Like, it was going to be something heartfelt and sentimental towards her around uh, something like that. Yes. Um I, I like to think that it was something about how, like, something to kind of uh, redeem him from the way that he, like, in the earlier episodes, he would kind of talk negatively about her, you know, mm. where he would be like, you know, you, you're, you, like, when he called her useless, you know, like, yeah. I, I like to think that it was something like that, where he says, like, you know, like, maybe not you have value, like, cause that's like the lamest last words ever, but you know what I mean? Like something but I, a, apologizing almost. Yeah. And, yeah. And being like, you know, like I, I believe in you or, or something like that. Something to, you know, like a, an apology and a, a positive, uh, uh, affirmation, I guess. Yeah. Um, the next morning, of course, everyone wants to see the new baby. 
uh, as they're you know they're all gathered around for the well not I mean they're not for the for the funeral but they are all gathered around presumably because of the new baby and you know Jack has to pass the word you know the word got passed along um, about Boone that's when Shannon and Saeed are on their way back and they just they have there's this moment in the shot where they look so happy yeah yeah and I mean they just had a great night they have not the slightest clue of what took place overnight yeah they have no idea about the baby they have no idea about Boone all they know is what they went through and they were just so happy and then Jack of course needs to go tell her and I'm guessing my note leads to your note which is I have that familiar music <laughs> my yeah yeah I I said this scene was so emotional and there is not a single word spoken like there were probably lines the actors may have said a thing or two we don't get to hear it as the viewer it is strictly music and I have the words I felt it underlined like I I was just as heartbroken I mean maybe not as much as Shannon but I was you know heartbroken and sad for them like it is so emotional and you don't even need to say a word just the acting that they did the emotions on their face and then of course the soundtrack wow I have no, you you summed it up perfectly. I have nothing to add to that. <laughs> All right, next point. <laughs> um, I have you know Shannon mourns her brother, which could you know as part of what you were saying. Uh, Jack is packing a bag now. I'm assuming you have you still have Lostpedia open. I believe I don't have it here, but uh, I believe at points during this scene, continuity error of his bag changes. I think that's in this scene. Um, but before that, like he says he has a new mission. Um, he compliments Kate on delivering the baby. And then what she says about Boone died. And he says, Boone didn't die. He was murdered. And now his new mission is to find John Locke. And that's pretty much where we ended. I do have one other note, but I wanted to ask you first if you had anything else. Uh, a couple of things. Um, so, yeah, you're right. That, those final lines there. It's like he was murdered. The only thing that would have just made that better if there would have been like a dun, dun, dun. You know, like I felt that was so soap opera-y right there. <laughs> um, that's all I have for for at least where we're going. Um, I, of course, I always read I always read Lostpedia after I watch an episode to make sure I didn't miss anything, if there was any other interesting trivia. And there is – one thing that was listed on here that, again, I won't take credit for it. It was on Lostpedia. But it says, uh, Jack is worried about whether his father will show up at the wedding. But there is no mention of whether his mother is present. Now, we've already met his mother. We know that her and Jack have a just fine relationship. So why the heck was she not at a wedding of her sons? <laughs> you know? uh, that makes sense. I always just thought she was there. We just maybe didn't see her. At the wedding? Sure. I just, I don't know why you wouldn't at least, I mean, I'm guessing the actress wasn't available or anything like that. Well, but you know, you know, with that character, if I'm not mistaken, that character has the largest gap between episode appearances. Because it's from, she? 
if I'm not mistaken, and you're, I'm assuming you're going to open up a new tab and find out if I'm wrong. <laughs> can't uh, look these up that fast. If I'm not mistaken, it's from White Rabbit to There's No Place Like Home. The end of season four is the next time she shows up. Oh, uh-oh. You are almost right. Oh. Margot's appearances were 75 episodes apart. That is the second longest gap after Tom. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Actually, there's a a slight cheat, so you're kind of right. So Tom Brennan, which is the uh, guy Kate was in love with from her childhood, he has a gap of 80 episodes. However, he was played by different characters. The childhood version and the adult version. Margot was one consistent actress. So a consistent actress appearance, you're right. Margot has the longest gap. Was I right on the episodes as well? uh, It actually doesn't list it, but uh, what'd you say? White Rabbit to what? There's no place like home? That would be it, yeah. You'd be right. But, uh, and that's 75 episodes apart. So you're half right. I'll give you a half point. All right. Um... My only other trivia-like note, and it's probably there on Lost PD. You probably knew this. I Now, I remember reading this at one point. I never really did a full follow-up to see if it was, like, 100% true. But I, I, I read it once, and it stuck with me because it made me chuckle. Um, if I remember correctly, I read somewhere that Ian Summerhalder was the first cast member, once the show got picked up, they weren't sure, of course, because, you know, you get the pilot, then if they decide to pick you up to a series, then they do, like, X number of episodes, then they do the what they call the back nine episodes, which will give you, like, a full season. And then, of course, it's, are you going to get a season two? Well, right. he, the, because the show was so, like, nobody knew what was going on with the show, If you know, it was so complicated, were they going to pick it up or whatever. But I read that he was the first of the actors to buy a home in Hawaii because he's like, well, we're going to be here for a while. And then he's the first person killed off the show. Oh, what a bummer. I have not read that anywhere, but uh, I can, maybe I did read that somewhere, but uh, that's funny. And it's not on lost PD. I just looked up Ian uh, summer handlers uh, page either. And it's not listed there, but okay. So maybe it's not true. But like I said, I do remember reading that somewhere, and I also remember reading that uh, part of the, that it wasn't necessarily anything against him, but that they, I guess, they killed the character off because they wanted it to, they wanted us as the viewer to be like, whoa, anybody could die at any time. Like you know what I mean? A lot of times deaths tend to happen in like the season finale or whatever. But right now we're a few episodes removed from the finale. And a major character, or minor major character, I guess you could say, died, you know? Yep. And so it's like, whoa. And of course, it kind of set the tone for the rest of the series of, like, anybody could die at any moment. Except yep. and, 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 and the to dog. build on, oh, yeah, besides the dog, dog was safe from the get-go, pretty much. Um, the Lost Media trivia expands on that and says, this is the first episode to feature the death of a main character. Unlike later episodes where the main character's death is often abrupt or unexpected, most of this episode revolves around Jack's attempts to save Boone. Okay. 
This is he's also, if I'm not mistaken, he's also one of the few characters to not die in their own flashback episode. Uh pretty much. There's only a couple other characters that uh die in somebody else's episode, but you're right, yeah. Like most of the time it was if they had a flashback episode, they were probably on the chopping block. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's all I have for this episode. Anything else interesting uh, from Lostpedia for this one? Uh, do, 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 do. No. Okay, then. <laughs> no. <laughs> we, no, we really did hit all the trivia. The only... you there's Here's the trivia points, the death of the main character. It says Boone's final words are tell her I, and you had brought that up. Um, Kate muttering the F word. Uh, Jack worrying about his father, but not his mom. And then the only other, I don't know why it's here, but this episode is rated TV 14. There you go, guys. There's your big trivia. This well, episode the... is rated TV 14. Well, I think the rest of them are PG. Gotcha. But this has a lot of blood. You know, the potential of taking off somebody's leg. You know, and she says the F word. So maybe somebody at the censors did know what they were doing. <laughs> Well, wait a minute. Why would they? You can't say the F word on network I know, TV. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Either that or they're like, okay, fine, we'll keep the F word, but we're going to find you up the yin-yang or something. But <laughs> your move, ABC, and ABC was like, we're keeping the F word. I would. I'd pay the fine. Yeah, I don't know what that fine is exactly, but I, I'd pay it every now and then, too. I think <laughs> efforts are, are uh, uh, necessary at some points. I don't know if it was exactly necessary when Kate just falls down. You know, <laughs> I, think, I think there's other parts in that episode that an F word could have been used. You know, Jack trying to save a life. Maybe an F word gets dropped, and that's understandable. But you know. Claire birthing a human, maybe? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I, <laughs> I think uh, I think that's the reality. Like, if we went to a hospital today and watched a pregnancy, there might be some F-bombs. And that's so, I mean, we try to mirror real life on TV sometimes, and it could have been like that. Um, yeah. But I don't know. But yeah, like you said, TV-14, I think the rest of them were, or at least most others, are PG. So gotcha. I think that's why it says that. Um, but yeah, so I think that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, do no harm. Thank you once again, Jake, for being on the episode. I appreciate no problem. it. No Love it. I know the fans enjoy it as well. And if they don't, I... I, I I would say we don't need them, but we do need them to keep clicking. So, uh, <laughs> well, here's, every once here's in a while, thing, though, folks. If they don't enjoy it, they're not even listening to this to hear us talk about them. That's true. And chances are, yeah, because either they saw your name in the description or they clicked on it already, in which case we got their click. They, when they clicked on it, went, oh, it's that guy? Click off. But we already got their <laughs> click. So, page views. <laughs> page views are nice. Yeah. Um, all right. So thank you, man. Uh, do you have any, you have nothing else? Oh yeah. Uh, where can they, uh, if they want to continue conversations with you, where can they follow you on social media? All right. So, uh, Twitter, Snapchat, and the gram, uh, my tw uh, handle is, uh, at Jake LCE. And then on Facebook, Jacob Woken. Um, you're a few years younger than me. So maybe I'm not up on the latest hip 
young person lingo, do people really call it the gram? Every now and then, yeah. Okay. See, I, I'm an old man, I'm telling you. I say rewind, I say necking, <laughs> like... <laughs> I'm an old yeah, man. Uh, I, you know what I have to do? I have to explain what a CD eject button is sometimes in my class, so I, I get it. Okay. A CD eject button, Paul. Yeah. Come on. No, I get it. Yeah, I mean, you and I, I've we've driven around. I'm pretty sure we both still say roll down the window. Oh, guarantee we do. <laughs> um... So, yeah, on that old man note, thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode of Lost with Friends. Uh, And I will, of course, end with the traditional thank you, namaste, and good luck. Namaste. Wow, that episode was sizzling, wasn't it? For more content like this, how about you subscribe to the channel down below? While you're there, how about you like this particular episode and share it with your friends?